Well, welcome again to the Branch Online Sermons. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've been thinking about how to live through this present COVID-19 crisis. We've looked at how, uh, if we belong to Jesus, God is our refuge and strength. We, we looked at that uh, in Psalm 46. We've looked at how we ought to respond to this crisis with repentance and prayer, asking God to be gracious and to show mercy to us and the world, and to bring many people to himself. Today we're looking at another aspect of living through this crisis, which is not worrying, but making God our greatest hope and our greatest aim. We're looking at that by considering Jesus' words in Luke chapter 12, uh, in verse 22 to 34. If you haven't read that yet, you might like to stop the video for a moment, read it, and then start up again. So what did Jesus' words about worry have to say about how we should respond to this current crisis? Jesus begins with a very simple command. It's simple to understand, but maybe not so simple to do. Jesus says in verse 22, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Jesus says, don't worry. What is it that we shouldn't worry about? Well, we shouldn't worry about life, what we eat, our bodies, or what we wear. You have to admit that kind of covers pretty much everything that we might be inclined to worry about. Uh, we shouldn't worry about life. We shouldn't worry about what's going to happen to us, uh, whether we're going to live or die. We shouldn't worry about what we're going to eat. We, we shouldn't worry about whether we'll have enough food. Uh, we shouldn't worry about our bodies. We shouldn't worry about whether we'll get sick with COVID-19. We shouldn't worry about what that will be like, what it might do to us. We shouldn't worry about how we'll do our work or provide for our families or others if we get sick. We shouldn't worry about what we'll wear. We, we shouldn't worry about whether we'll have clothes uh, to wear and to keep us warm. Of course, Jesus in his own day was talking mainly about survival. Will we live? Can we eat? Will I get sick? Will I be able to keep warm? Will I have shelter? Normally, those are probably not our worries. Until COVID-19, most of us have probably never worried much about those things. We didn't worry about whether we'd live or die. I'm sure, it was in the back of our minds, maybe, but it wasn't our constant living concern. Uh, we, we, we didn't worry about whether we'd live or die, but whether our life would be a good life or a bad life, an enjoyable life or a miserable life. We didn't worry about whether we'd have food or not. Uh, we, we worried about whether it would be the kind of food that we, that we would want. We didn't worry about whether we'd get sick or our bodies would fail us. We worried about whether we had the right shape of body or the right tan or the right hair. We didn't worry about whether we'd have warm clothes. We worried about whether the clothes that we had were glamorous enough or cool enough. But this threat of COVID-19 has suddenly exposed all those worries for what they really are. Pretty ridiculous and pretty vain. And for the first time in our lives, maybe, we're confronted with genuine worries about life and death, sickness and health. Whether we'll eat, what we'll eat. But Jesus says even those things are no cause for anxiety. 
Whatever happens in the months and weeks ahead, you don't have to worry about what you'll eat. You don't have to worry about whether you'll have enough toilet paper. You don't have to worry about when you'll be able to get back to work. You don't have to worry about how the kids' schooling will be affected by all this. You don't have to worry about whether you'll keep your house or whether you'll be able to pay back the bank or pay the bills. You don't have to worry about getting COVID-19. You don't even have to worry about dying if you belong to Jesus. Now, it's worth pointing out, I think, that there's a difference between worry and care. Jesus is not saying, look, don't think about food at all. Uh, Don't think about finding clothes. He's not saying, look, just don't think about it, block it out, sit back and wait. He's not saying don't make plans about what you'll do. Uh, He's saying don't worry about it, don't be anxious about it. And so if you find yourself worrying at the moment, if you find your planning turning from sensible steps to anxiety uh, and deep concern, what do you do? Well, you can say to yourself, I'm worrying again. Jesus told me not to worry, so I'm not going to worry, but I'm going to trust in him. Actually, to worry is not just bad for our well-being. Jesus says it's, it's actually a sin. To, to worry is actually an act of unbelief in God. Jesus says it's an act of little faith. And so we ought to confess our worry to God as well and seek his forgiveness in the cross and seek his strength through the Spirit to grow as people who really trust God. We have an opportunity at the moment to do that, to stop worrying and to grow as people who trust in God through Jesus Christ. Well, how can we grow in trust? How can we do that Uh, In other ways, Jesus tells us, he says, instead of worrying, we ought to consider. Instead of worrying, we ought to consider. First of all, he says, consider the ravens. Verse 24, consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Ravens are clever, uh, but they're not that clever. They don't plough fields. They don't drive tractors. They don't do agriculture on a mass scale. They don't have huge silos to stockpile food. They they don't have huge uh, or vast transportation systems or international trade agreements. But you know what? They still eat every day. Why is that? They still eat every day because God feeds them. (laughs) Jesus tells us to consider the ravens. Next, he tells us to consider the flowers. Verse 27. Consider how the wildflowers grow. They don't labor or spin, yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? The other day, I walked past a tree that had just flowered. It was on an empty house block. Someone had planted it. But no one was coming by to water it. No one was fertilizing it. No one was looking after it. No one, that is, except God. God was watering it. He was sending the rain. God was taking extraordinary care of that tree. And that tree blossomed. It produced the most extraordinary flush of red flowers that I've ever seen. It was incredible. It was 
more intricate. The flowers on that tree were more intricate than any designer clothing that someone might make. And it was alive. We have to kill things to, to make things, to make stuff out of them. But God uses living things to make the world beautiful. Well, Jesus says, if God can look after that tree, then he can look after you. Just like the birds and the trees, God knows what we need. Jesus says in verse 30, don't set your heart on what you'll eat or drink. Don't worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things, and your father knows that you need them. God knows what we need. We don't need to worry. Uh, elsewhere, Jesus teaches us to pray, give us today our daily bread. But that doesn't mean that we need to give God every day a shopping list of everything that we need. And it doesn't mean that if we miss something important, oh, I forgot to mention the flower. It doesn't mean that if we forget to mention it, we won't get it. And it doesn't mean we need to pray for the same thing again and again every five minutes, because otherwise God might forget and we might not get it. Jesus says, God knows. Ask him. Trust him to provide. What should we do when we find ourselves worrying? Jesus tells us. He says we should look out the window. We should go and sit in the garden. We should go for a walk. We should look at the flowers and the trees and all their beauty, admire them, admire how much God cares for them, and then remember that God cares for us even more. We need to look, but not just look. We need to consider and remember that God cares for us much more than the flowers and the trees. We should go out and look at the birds, making their nests, eating the seeds off the front lawn, enjoying the sun in the top branches of a tree. We should marvel at how much God cares for them. But then we should also consider and remember, not just look, but consider and remember that God cares for us even more. As a friend of mine once said, we should look in the mirror every day and remind ourselves I'm worth more than birds. So Jesus encourages us not to worry, but to grow in trust by considering creation. But he also tells us to consider something else, and that is the worthlessness, the uselessness of worry. He says in verse 25, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Jesus basically says, look, what's the point of worry? What does it get you? And the answer, of course, is it doesn't get us anything. It's hard to think of anything more unproductive than worry. It takes an enormous amount of energy. It takes an enormous amount of time. And it produces absolutely nothing. Jesus says it can't even add a single hour to your life. The reason that we often worry, of course, is, be, is because we want to control uh, the outcome of our lives. Uh, we, we go through and we imagine every situation, every permutation, uh, everything that might happen, and we try to plan for every eventuality. And we hope that by our, by our careful planning, we can make sure that what we want to happen really happens. And, and, and sometimes we go over it again and again and again and again to make sure that we haven't missed anything. But Jesus says we can't control the outcome. 
Even with our best planning, we can't control the outcome. Only God can control the outcome. This year, surely, more than any other year, has shown us that. Two months ago, who would have believed if someone, who would have believed it if somebody said, uh, you know, uh, within a few months, the shops would be closed, uh, churches would be closed, the borders would be closed. Uh, who would have believed that it would be a criminal offence to visit somebody else's house? No one would have imagined that. No one would have planned for that. As I said before, the point is not don't plan. The point is don't worry. Prayerfully make what plans you can, commit them to God in prayer, and then trust him. So when you find yourself worrying at the moment, what should you do? Well, you should consider. You should consider creation. But you should also, Jesus says, say to yourself, this is pointless. I'm wasting my time and my energy and achieving nothing. My worry can't control the outcome. Only God can control the outcome. So we shouldn't worry, but consider God's generous provision. Finally, we should seek God and his kingdom most of all. Instead of worrying about life and food and clothes, Jesus says, seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. That's incredibly radical. Jesus says, don't get hung up worrying about the essential things of life. Don't get hung up worried about food and shelter and life and death. Don't worry about those things. Worry about God's kingdom. That's the thing that's essential. Jesus doesn't mean by that. When he says, you know, be concerned about God's kingdom, he doesn't mean worry about whether you'll get into it or not. He's not saying worry about whether you've done enough to make God happy with you, uh, whether you've done enough, worry about whether you've done enough uh, for God to forgive you or something like that. No, Jesus says you don't need to worry about uh, gaining the kingdom. You've already been given the kingdom. Uh, if you believe in Jesus, then the kingdom belongs to you. Jesus says elsewhere that we uh, receive the kingdom of God by entrusting ourselves to him, by receiving uh, his work on our behalf, his death and resurrection. That's how we receive the kingdom of heaven. Jesus isn't saying worry about whether you'll get it or not. Jesus is saying set that as your highest goal. If you belong to Jesus, if you trust in Jesus, the, the kingdom already belongs to you. And if you you have the and if you have that, if you you have the greatest treasure in all the, the world, and you don't need to worry about the other things. If you have the kingdom of God, you don't need to worry about food and drink. God will take care of that. In fact, Jesus goes even further in verse 23. He says, Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus radically turns upside down how we think. He not only says, don't worry about food and money and other things like that, but he even says, be radically generous. Help the poor, support those in need. And if you need to sell something to do that, do it. 
See, he says, don't worry about storing up a stockpile for the future here on earth to, to keep you safe. Store up a stockpile in heaven by being rich toward God. Make your treasure in heaven with God, not on earth, where you'll only watch it being destroyed. Again, this COVID-19 crisis has proved that to us in a new way. The things that we have stockpiled are disappearing from our storehouses. Our financial security has been ripped out from underneath us. The jobs that we worked so hard for and that we thought were so secure are now not as secure as we thought. Even the toilet paper, which for years we've taken for granted, is disappearing from our cupboards and from our supermarket shelves. Well, Jesus says we don't need to worry about that. Jesus says we don't need to worry about those little things. What we need to worry about is being rich toward God. Because if we do that, if we seek the kingdom of God, God will take care of the rest. We ought to be focused on godliness, Jesus says, more than food. And we ought to be focused on trusting God more than planning for today. Earlier in verse 23, Jesus says, For life is more than food, and the body is more important than clothing. We tend to live as though food is the key to life, and clothes maketh the man. But Jesus says there's more to life than that. At the very heart of life is knowing and loving God, and seeking him more than anything in all the world, enjoying him more than anything in all the world. That's the greatest delight. That's the greatest joy. More than the richest food, more than the nicest clothes, more than the best holidays. That's where we need to store up our treasure. That's what we need to spend our time and our money and our energy on. And the more we do that, the more our heart will be drawn there. The more our heart will be drawn to God, the more our heart will find its rest and its joy in God. In this crisis, and when this crisis ends, our first thought ought to be how to be godly and Christ-focused. This is an opportunity, I think, maybe a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that God has given to us for us to wrench our hearts away from the world and to become more heavenly-minded. It's so easy at the moment to worry about food and jobs and money, and houses, and even toilet paper. To worry about how long this will last. To worry about what life will look like on the other side of this. Even just to worry about another day stuck at home inside. But Jesus says, don't worry about that. Worry about serving God. Worry about seeking him and loving him. And God will look after the rest. Let's pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, uh, we confess that so often we worry uh, about what we think are the necessities of life, food and clothes, the body and life. Lord, we worry about those and those worries consume us and they distract us from a far more important thing which is seeking you, living for you, and loving you with all our heart. Lord, forgive us for that, and help us to grow in being people who trust you. Help us to look at the world around us that you've made. Help us to consider how you care for it. 
how you care for the creatures, how you care for the plants, how you care for everything. And Lord, to consider how much more you care for us, the people that you made in your image, to know you and to love you. Lord, help us to consider the uselessness of worry and to remind ourselves every day that you know what we need and we can trust you in that. And Lord, help us to seek your kingdom more than anything. Lord, help us to seek godliness more than food. Uh, Help us to seek to know you and to love you, to love those around us more uh, than worrying about what we'll eat today uh, or what we'll drink tomorrow uh, or how long this crisis will last. Lord, help us every day to think about how we can live for you. Strengthen us, Lord, through the Holy Spirit to that end. Lord, that through this crisis, we might grow as people who don't worry, but who seek first your kingdom, who store up treasure in heaven for your glory. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.